Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Are you guys ready? Oh, come on. Are you guys ready for the word tonight? Hey, I know you guys got to be excited. I know God put something incredible inside Pastor Jose tonight. Pastor Officer, you ready to deliver this word that God has implanted? I'm ready. Let's go. Hey, hallelujah. Is there a church that can pray? Let's go. Is there a church that can lift him up? Is there a church that can say thank you once again for bringing me to this place on Sundays when I didn't think I could make it through the week? Here we are on Sundays, the outside church, lifting up his name, giving God all the glory. Is there a church? I know this is just a second service. There was a first service before. I know this is a different group of people, but the spirit is still the same. So somebody lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And triple, triple amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Can we say amen to that? And and like I said just a minute ago, you know, I've I've been here since even before the first service started. I've been wearing that mask the whole time. So I give thanks to God that I can take off that mask right now. Amen. Because I want to be able to give that word clearly. I want you to be able to receive what God has for you today. And Pastor Israel already said it. He already alluded to what the topic is for today. So we're just going to get right into it. The, The topic for today is there's a miracle in your praise. Can somebody say amen to that? Can somebody say amen to miracles in your praise? Now, I got to tell you, that worship in the first service was on point. That worship today, uh, right before, uh, right after we started, was was on point, and the the praise was on point, and and we could feel the move of God in this place. We could feel the rush of the wind, of the Holy Spirit in this place. Now, just like a, a few weeks ago, you know, Pastor Israel Martinez, when he, when he gave a, a sermon, he touched on the topic of praise, and he actually had the, the musicians just stop and sit there and stare. No, they were listening, listening attentively. But he touched on the importance of praise, and that's where we're going to just get a little deeper in that, into that today. Because the, the, it, it, it's so important that it's not just about the music or the songs that we're singing. It, it's your praise which stirs the presence of God. It was so important that, that we needed to activate something a little bit more. So it wasn't about the, the drums beating or the piano making it sound. It was about the sound that you made with your hands. It was about the sound that you made with your voice. It was about the sound that you could make with your feet and, and stir the presence of God in this place. So I'm going to ask, I always, when, when, when I, I, I work on a sermon and God gives me a word and, and, and there's, there's words that I'm, I'm going to be speaking on, I like to better understand what I'm talking about. So I, I start to do research on just those particular words. So the question right now is, what is praise? So to, to have a better understanding, we have to know the purpose and the difference between praise and worship. We can't confuse the two. Both have a particular purpose in our lives. Both have a particular purpose in our church. Both have a particular purpose in our homes and and everything that we do. So I'm going to start with worship because I'm going to spend a little bit of time on that. And then we're going to jump right into praise because there's 
a miracle in your praise. Now, worship is to God. Can everybody say that? Worship is to God. One more time. Worship is to God. And God to you. The time we spend in worship is the time we spend in conversation, in dialogue with the Holy Spirit. It's in the time we spend speaking to God and God speaking to us. It develops a, re a relationship when you seek God's heart and you open up your heart and tell God, God, search my heart. That's the relationship. No one else can take or fill this place. It is communion with the Holy Spirit. Worship is when God gives us the revelation and the reassurance. It's when he builds our faith, when he lifts us up. It's where our prayers are answered. This is when he speaks to us. That is worship. It's the relationship. But before we can get there, we have to open up and praise. We have to be able to grab the ear of the Lord. Praise is about God. Everybody say it with me. Praise is about God. One more time. Praise is about God. So you see the difference there. Worship is to God. Praise is about God. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about what we need. It's not the time to talk about yourself. It's an attention getter. Even Jesus himself taught the disciples when, when, he, when he taught them to pray. He began with, and it's in Matthew 6, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we, even before he began to speak about giving us our daily bread or forgiving us of our trespasses as we forgive our trespassers, we recognize the authority. We recognize the position that God has over not just our lives, but everyone's lives around us. Not just our lives and the ones we have around us, but the entire globe, the entire world, the authority that God has in this place on earth as it is in heaven. So even before he asks anything, he acknowledged the place of God. Jesus praised God for who he is and all that he's done and everything that he's going to do. He acknowledged that it's God's will and not our own, that God is in, God's plan is in control and not our own. Can somebody say one more time, praise is about God and not about me. Praise is about God. And not about me. So we're going to get a little deeper into that. Praise is the acknowledgement or the recognition of who God is and what he's done and what he's going to do. Praise is, is an expression. Praise is an expression. So in praise, there has to be an action. It means that everything that we've been doing up to this point through our song, through our worship, through, through our giving and, and offering... There has to be an expression. That means you have to do something. You have to say something. You have to move. It becomes part of your worship. So when you're sitting there clapping your hands, when you're standing there stomping your feet, when you're singing those songs, when you're singing about God, you are giving him the praise and all of the praise. Amen? Give glory to God. We need to sometimes physically push ourselves into praise. You might have come into church and you're tired, but you know what? There's a mission. 
You know, what? You, you, you get home sometimes and you really just want to take a shower and go to bed, but you got to give God a little bit of praise. So you have to physically push yourself into saying, thank you, Lord, one more time because I made it through this day. I, and it was only because of you, God, that I was able to do this. We can use our hands. We can use our feet. We can shout it out and declare into the heavenly. But we, that's our job. We need to do something. So to praise, I'm going to kind of make an analogy here. So to praise is to pick up that phone and dial the right number in order to speak to the right person. If you're not dialing the right number, you're not speaking to the right person. If you're not saying the right words that are coming out of your mouth, if you're not giving the right praise to the right person, God's not going to hear you. Again, if, it's, if you're talking about yourself, if you're talking about your neighbor, God's not going to hear you. You need to declare the name of Jesus when you are going to praise. It wasn't Ronald McDonald that delivered me today. It was the name of Jesus on the cross. It was Jesus who was able to make me get here for one more day for another breath. So this is going to be a rhetorical question because I know it doesn't apply here at TOC, the outside church, but maybe somebody listening. When was the last time you dialed the right praise number? What kind of praise is coming out of your mouth? When you dial the right praise number, God is on the other side ready to listen. He's ready to pick up the phone. He's ready to talk to you. He's ready to answer your prayers. God is on the side ready to work in your life. God is on the other side looking to pour blessings upon blessings, but you have to dial the right number. But there are some people, and again, I'm, I'm, it's not going to be here in TOC because this is a church that knows how to praise. The evidence was already here. The evidence was already here in the way the worship went about in the way we praise God through our offering in the way we came through that door. I know I'm not talking about anybody here. But just in case, Facebook or on podcast, when was the last time you dialed the right number? But there are some people who are expecting for God to do something and haven't paid their phone bill. There are some people, and I know some of you might, might remember it because now most phone plans are unlimited. But there are some people who are treating their praise like that phone they used to have that was on minutes. They only use those minutes. They only make their phone calls when, it's, when they're in need. When, and even when they're speaking on the phone, it's, hey, I'm going to be doing this. I'll talk to you later. But we cannot treat our praise like it's on a minute. We can't treat our praise like there's, there's, there's a, a, a limit to what we're going to give God. We need to treat our praise like an unlimited cell phone. Like we're going to keep talking and talking and talking. And God, I'm not going to stop until I get your ear. I'm not going to stop until somebody else hears me. I'm not going to stop until your Holy Spirit moves in this place. We can't be stingy with our minutes. There are some people who haven't picked up the phone in a long time and expect God to talk back to them. God actually has been sending us text messages for over 2,000 years. And someone hasn't even bothered to read it. I know there's a few people around here that you have unread messages that you've had for days and days and days. I know there's some people around here that might have a, a message on Facebook 
Instagram or whatever social media, and you haven't, we know a few of those people, but as believers, we got to be able to read those text messages that God's been sending to us. We've been looking for an answer for so long, and he says the answers are right here in my word. The answer is right here, and I gave it to you. The answers you're looking for life is right here. Anything you've been going through is right here. All you need to do is read it. How many people you know haven't replied back? I'm sorry if I haven't replied back to you. I, I make a point to try to get to something once a day, but if I haven't gotten back to your message, just remind me after the service. How many people can give God a shout of praise in this day? This is a church that knows how to praise. This is a church that has God on speed dial. Anytime a situation comes up, even if we don't know what to do, we know how to pick up that phone. We know how to dial in that praise. We know how to get to the ear of God and say, God, I'm here for you. And God, I recognize your holiness in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Can TOC give him another hand clap of praise? And then dialing the wrong number. Yes, theirs are those who haven't saved the numbers into their contacts. And they're constantly dialing the wrong number. And it's all about, their praise is all about how great I am, how wonderful I am. Their pride, their vanity, their self-importance tends to get in the way, and they keep getting the wrong number, so they're not getting the right messages. Or they say, God, this is what I want. God, this is what I need. God, this is what I'm going through. It's all about me, me, me. I, 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 I. And they don't know that they're saying the words, the wrong words, the wrong words coming out of their mouth. They don't seem to get it. But instead, our focus, church, needs to be on God, not on our own needs, not on what's going on around us. He's going to take care of all of that. If we focus our eyes on him, if we open up our hearts, if we open up our spirits, he's going to take care of the rest. The Bible tells us in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it shall be given. So, yes, you can ask for petitions. He tells us in his word to ask, and it shall be given according to his needs. But those petitions or desires of our heart cannot take God's place, which is first place. Everybody say with me, God's place is first place. God's place is first place. So there's a natural order to things. As we go along, not just here in church, there's, it's not just because we have a schedule, but there's a natural order for things in our own lives. That's why when, when we enter his courts, we enter his courts with praise. In the Psalms, it pr perfectly describes what we need to do and to enter into God's presence. It gives us a guideline on how to enter into his presence. Psalm 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks and praise his name. Thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving and praise. To be able to say, yes, I made it here once again. Yes, I made it another day, another day, another week, another month. You know, 2020 has been rough, God, but I know you're going to get me through day by day. And your, your will is perfect. Your plan is perfect. And Lord God, I turn it over to you. And everything I do is because of you. Everything I have is because of you. And I give you thanks. 
and I give you praise for everything in my life, Lord God. The good and the bad, because the good is great, but I learn my lessons in the bad. I depend on you more in the bad. When things aren't that easy, I trust in you, God. When, when my finances aren't in line, Lord, I know you, you, are the, you have all the riches in heaven and in earth. When my health is failing me, Lord God, I know you have spare parts. Lord God, I turn it over to you and I recognize you, Lord God, because you are the creator of all things. And that's one of the reasons why here at the Outside Church, we, when we're preparing, before most of you even arrive here, even before the, the first service, we do what's called the lobby experience. Everybody who's serving right now, the ushers, uh, the deacons, the security, uh, the, the media, everybody who serves, get, they come here early, and we do what's called the lobby experience. But it's not just, it's, it's a gathering to be able to speak about what's going to happen, how God's going to operate in this place. So I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's, it's, it's not a pep rally. We're not here to pump you up. We're not here to, to get you just motivated so we can get more out of you. That's not what it's for. Even before the service starts, we are recognizing what God, the God we serve. We are speaking on the greatness of God. We are preparing the atmosphere for what's going to happen even before we say go, even before inviting the, the visitors into this place. We are inviting the presence of God to move in this place. Some can, can someone say amen to that? Can someone say to, amen to the presence of God? Even before you came in, he was here because there was an activation of the spirit through those who serve in this place today. Jesus says in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such worship in him. Verse 24, God is spirit and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. So yes, I touched on worship just slightly but the way you praise sets the standard for your worship. Repeat that with me. The way you praise sets the standard for your worship. So if you haven't elevated God above all, if you haven't spoken about the goodness and the greatness of God, if you haven't spoken about that salvation that you have received, how can you worship? How can you, you haven't even dialed that right number. You haven't grabbed the ear of the Spirit. Let Him hear what you have to say. And he will respond to you. If you cannot praise in spirit and in truth, then neither will your worship be. If you cannot praise in spirit and in truth, then neither can your worship be. Praise is that connection that, that gets the attention of God and ushers us into his presence. It's the bridge that establishes the connection. We're not, we're not working here on, on dial-up. We're not waiting a minute to see what whether that internet connection. We're, we're here. We got high speed. Like Pastor Lenny was talking about, we got 5G. We got the best Wi-Fi ever. Our praise is going to connect us to the Spirit of God. <laughs> praise causes the Spirit to move within the people. Praise lifts Him higher than anything else, higher than yourself, higher than your problems, higher than your jobs, higher than money, higher than your husband, higher than your wife, higher than your kids. There's nothing that can, that, that can be between you and God. Everything else is going to find its place. 
God needs to be number one. Say it one more time. God's place is first place. Psalm 22.3 says, yet you are enthroned as a holy one. You are, the, you are the one Israel praises. To enthrone God to, is to give him a seat. To enthrone God is to give him a place of authority over your life. So when you give God the praise, he is taking that seat. He is taking his rightful place, not just here in this church, but in everything you do. So we have to give him the place so that he can enthrone himself in you. Amen? That praise needs to come from your heart and everything that God has done for you. And how important is praise? Jesus, on his way to Jerusalem, we're going to look at Luke chapter 19, verses 37 through 40. And it says, when he, Jesus, came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all miracles they have seen. They, they were saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heavy and glory in the highest. Now, there are some people that are going to hate on what you're saying. And, and, and our brother Ramon touched on that. There's going to be some people who are quiet and get disturbed because you're saying things. They get annoyed because you're a little bit louder than they are. And they're just standing around watching you and wondering why you're so loud. But guess what? We are giving praise to God. We are giving him our utmost respect. So there's nothing that can hold us back. There's nothing that can quiet our voices when we give God all the praise. But we see in verse 39 that some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus responded, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Jesus is telling us that praise is so important that, that even all of creation was designed to praise, even the stones. So if you close your mouth, that's okay. Somebody else is going to give God the praise. If you close your mouth, that's okay. Even the earth and the trees and the birds and the stones is going to give God the praise. Because in all of that creation, we can see God's glory. And everything we see when we look out the window, we see God's glory. In my children, I see God's glory. In my family, I see God's glory. In my church, I see God's glory. So go ahead and keep your mouth shut because God will receive all the praise. Church, we can't let those stones be louder than us. Our praise needs to be greater. Our praise needs to be louder. For everything we've been blessed with so far, we need to praise. Is there someone that can shout louder? Is there someone who can shout greater that God is good in this place? Is there someone who can stir the heart of God with their praise? There's miracles in praise. Oh, yeah. I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. There's a miracle in your praise. We serve a living God. And where there is God, there is glory. Where there's God, there is victory. Where there is God, there is healing. Where there is God, there is delivering. 
deliverance. Do you see where this is going? When you stir the presence of God with your praise, when you get his attention with your praise, things are going to happen. Things are going to change. Circumstances are going to change. Healing is going to occur. Deliverance is going to occur. Salvation is going to occur. Only when you begin to praise. Somebody see where this is going? With the presence of God, there is power. There is power in your praise. Exodus 17, Moses lifted his hands and the Israelites won the victory. Joshua 6, the trumpets sounded and the Israelites lifted their voices and the walls of Jericho fell. Praise prepares us for the battles. Lift your hands right now for victory. Shout for the walls to come down. If you're battling, then this is the time to praise. If you have a roadblock in front of you and you don't know how to get around, then you need to let those trumpets sound. You need to let your voices sound and wait till those walls come down. Only your praise can do that through the power of God. If you've been battling sickness, then it's time to praise. If you've been battling with sin, then it's time to praise. If you've been battling insecurity, then it's time to praise. If you've been battling depression, if you've been battling fear, if you've been battling addiction, it is time to praise and shout to the God Almighty. Praise is where we draw that line in the sand and say, devil, no more. I am a child of God. I am a child of the creator of all good things. Praise is where you make your stand. Church, praise is how we fight our battles. Is anybody ready? Is anybody ready to fight a battle in this place? When the demons and hell want to come against you, when the devil himself wants to stand against you and he wants to talk into your ear, can you let out a praise? Can you say that you are ready for battle? Can you say that I'm going to fight this battle not because I'm, I'm doing it. I'm just going to give God the room to operate in this place. Is anybody ready for a battle with their praise? Praise allows God to work miracles on your behalf. Praise recognizes when enough is enough. I can't take no more. Praise recognizes when I say, I am not sufficient. I cannot do it on my own. Praise says, I need God. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the word tells us in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the same Jesus that healed the paralyzed and caused the blind to see, the same Jesus that resurrected the dead and healed leprosy, the same Jesus that cast out demons, the same Jesus that walked on water, the same Jesus that forgave sins is in this place. If he did it then, he can do it again. How many believe that God can do it again? Praise be to God. Now I'm going to go back to the story of Jesus entering Jerusalem like in Luke 19. But this time we're going to look in Matthew 21. And this is when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. As he entered, in verse 8, people laid down their cloaks and, and they cut branches down and placed them on the road as, before he passed. And, and, they, and they were all the while shouting in verse 9. It says, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the, to the highest in heaven. They, the people, understood the very person 
that came to that place. Now, it wasn't all perfect. It wasn't all butterflies and rainbows. It wasn't just peace, and that was it. It got ugly when Jesus entered the temple and saw that it was being desecrated with the buying and the selling. Basically, they turned the church, they turned the temple into a flea market. Now, I got to tell you, Jesus here in verses 12 and 13 of Matthew chapter 21, Jesus cleared the house. And verse 14 says, he later, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. So church, when we praise, we're inviting God into the place. When we praise, we know the Holy Spirit is going to take over. When we praise, we know he's going to be here. But with, just as Jesus went in and they were giving him praise and then he entered into the temple, sometimes when we praise and we invite the Holy Spirit in, he's going to clear some, some things out. There are going to be some things that he's going to have to get rid of. You can praise God all you want, but if you're not right, he's going to turn over some tables. He's going to kick some things out. But we still need to give him all the glory. We need, still need to give him all the praise because he's going to clear the area of what doesn't belong. And there are some things that are going to change. Where God is, sin cannot remain. When God shows up, he renews, he restores, he heals, he replenishes. If you're looking for a miracle today, then what you need to do is open up the door for God to enter into the atmosphere. We've got to make room for the Holy Spirit to operate in this place. We need to clear the way. Jesus wants us to make some changes, but we need to let out a praise that's different than any other praise. The praise that you let out last week is not the, the same praise you're going to let out today because he's blessed you from last week to today. Even though you might not see it, the only reason why you're here is because he blessed you with another day of life. He blessed you with another breath of life. He allowed it to be here for you to be here to give him another word of praise. We need to have a praise that's continual. And our brother Ramon said it earlier, and this is where you see the spirit is connected, where he connects us. Brother Ramon, in, in the first service, said that the praise needs to be a lifestyle. And, you know, we, we, had, we hadn't spoken about it. And I'm like, I'm listening to this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you, God, for the word. So everybody say with me, praise. To praise God is a lifestyle. One more time. To praise God is a lifestyle. Psalms 34, 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Can somebody say God's praise, God's name is always going to be continually in my mouth. I am going to reflect what God has done in me. I'm going to reflect that what God done has, uh, has done in this place. I'm going to reflect what God is going to do because he is God. He is good. He is the Alpha and the Omega. There's, he's the beginning and the end. He is the one that created all things. And I know he's going to work all things for my good. Amen to that? If you want to see another miracle, let's begin, begin to praise a living God. Is there someone who can let out another shout of praise? Is there somebody who can yell a little bit louder? Is there somebody who can praise God until those walls from, fall down? Is there someone who can, who can let those people on Facebook hear you and say, God is good in this place?
sometimes we look for a reason of praise. And we look at our wallets, and we look at our finances, and we look at our, our, our followers or not followers on, on, on social media, and we're looking for a reason to say, well, God is good. The only reason why I can say, the, the main reason why I can say God is good is because he came and he provided us with a way when we thought there was no way. The, if I'm looking for a reason to praise, Jesus is my reason to praise. Our salvation through Jesus, the sacrifice that he made on the cross is our reason to praise. So we don't have to look very far to praise. The very fact that Jesus died on that cross is reason enough to praise. It's enough to cry out. It's enough to shout. It's enough to lift my hands and be able to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Forever and ever. Thank you, God. I, I declare your holiness. I declare your, your goodness. I, I lift you up over everything else, God, because you our God. And we're going to close out here soon. But we're going to look in Luke chapter 23, verses 40 to 43. And this is when even Jesus hung on the cross for our sins. Beside him, there were two other people, two criminals, who were hanging on crosses next to him. And it says, even a criminal hanging on a cross next to Jesus was able to recognize who was beside him, even saying, we are punished justly. We are getting for what our deeds deserve. But this man, he's talking about Jesus, this man has done nothing wrong. This criminal is speaking unto Jesus. He's speaking about Jesus. And he, and he recognizes, even as he hung on the cross next to Jesus, and maybe hearing about what Jesus has done throughout his entire ministry, he says, this man has done nothing wrong. I deserve to be on a cross, but this man is righteous. This man is holy. This is the man that went around healing. This is the one that went around speaking of the word of God. He has done nothing wrong. He recognized the righteousness and the holiness that Jesus carried, even when he was ridiculed by the other guy, the other criminal on the other cross. Those words spoken by the criminal were not just simple words when he said, but this man has done nothing wrong. They were not just simple, meaningless words. Many probably read this in the text and they overlook it because they want to get to the juicy stuff. But we have to see what with that same man, because we des deserved to be on the cross. Before Jesus came into our lives, we should have been as that criminal on that cross. But God, Jesus himself, took our, our sins and our burdens for us. So Jesus hears this, and he tells him in verse 43, it says, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. So this man, this self-admitted criminal, recognized and acknowledged that Jesus was, who, who recognized and acknowledged Jesus, was given the miracle of salvation. Not because he just hung there or went around with whatever saying, 
what everybody else was saying, whatever was popular. He didn't have a pity party on himself as he hung on the cross. He said, this man beside me has no reason to be here. This man beside me, the one they call Jesus, should not even be on the cross. He's so holy. This man right here, he spoke. He gave God, he gave Jesus some sort of acknowledgement. He gave God some sort of praise. Those simple little words open the doors of heaven for Jesus to be able to save. Because of that, you will be with me today in paradise. Can somebody say amen to a salvation? Can somebody say amen that I have decided to follow Jesus? Now, this is for you or for those who are here or for those of you who are watching or for those who are listening on podcasts. For those of you who have not decided yet, there still is time. If you're listening to this right now, there's still a miracle that's waiting for you. And it's not too late. It's the miracle of salvation through Jesus Christ. And I give God, I give God as I stand here right now, I give God the praise and I recognize him for this moment that we have together, that we may be able to speak together, that we may be able to pray together, to be able to say, yes, Lord, I am here and I recognize you as my King of kings and Lord of lords. Is there somebody who can say, yes, Lord, in this place? Is there somebody who's listening right now? Yes, Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the creator of all things. Is there somebody who can say yes? If you're that somebody, will you take this opportunity to say yes? Whether you've never said yes to salvation before or you've backslided and, and you've been in church but you you haven't been on the right path you know what jesus is going to overturn some tables it ain't going to be comfortable at first but you know what greater things are in store for you through christ jesus so if you're in this place if you want to lift your hands and pray right where you're at if you're listening to me right now uh, on whatever social media platform just pray where you're at. Lift your hands right where you're at and follow these words. Follow this prayer with me. Father God, I thank you. I thank you and I recognize your, your presence in my life. I recognize that you've guided me and protected me all the way up until this point through the good and the bad. And Jesus I recognize your sacrifice on the cross for me to be able to take my sins, to be able to take my sickness from me, Lord God. And right now, Jesus, I open up my heart to you and accept you as my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come down and fill me with your presence. I, Holy Spirit, I ask that you fill me and, 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 and be with me at all times. Jesus, I ask you to guide me and instruct me and that I may build a better relationship with you. Thank you, God, for all that you do in my life. I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen.